0: Attention people who still care. How can regular people like us invest in a way that fixes our broken financial system? This is the question we ask on the Crowd Effect podcast. I am your host, Paul Lovejoy, activist investment advisor at Stakeholder Enterprise. On today's show, the Federal Reserve on Friday releases its master account list to the public for the very first time. What is the master account list? Why should anyone care about it? And with the Fed exposing their list in plain view for everyone to see, it begs the question, does size really matter? But before we get into that, I'd first like to talk about what is the master list of accounts. So the master list of accounts is kind of like the roster of players for a sports team. So, let's say the manager of the New York Yankees, Aaron Boone, uh, let's say he was sitting in his office trying to decide who would pitch in the upcoming game. You now, he had a lot of good pitchers to choose from, but he had to make sure he chose the right one for the matchup. Now, Boone looked over his player roster, which was like the master account list for the Yankees, and it showed him all the pitchers on the team, their stats, and their strengths and weaknesses. Boone studied the roster carefully, looking for any trends or patterns that might help him make his decision. After a while, Boone decided to go with Garrett Cole. Cole was one of the best pitchers in baseball, and he had a good track record against uh, the team that they were playing. Boone knew that Cole would give the Yankees the best chance to win. The next day, Cole took the mound and pitched a complete game shutout. The Yankees won the game and Boone was glad that he had made the right decision. The player roster is like the master account list in the sense that it shows all of the available options and their strengths and weaknesses. The manager has to use this information to make the best decision for the team. In the same way, the Federal Reserve uses the master account list to make sure that the right financial institutions have access to its payment systems. Which brings us to our news story. The Federal Reserve has made a list of firms that have access or are seeking access to the central bank's master accounts and payment services public just last Friday. The Fed said that it is making the list public in an effort to promote transparency. The database will be updated on a quarterly basis. Having a master account uh, list allows approved financial institutions to access the Federal Reserve's payment systems. This gives them the ability to settle payments and other financial transactions in real time. The Fed had initially resisted calls to make the list of master account holders public. However, it reversed course after Congress passed a law in 2022 requiring the central bank to do so. The list of master account holders includes a variety of financial institutions, including banks, payment processors, and cryptocurrency exchanges. The database also lists firms that have applied but not yet been granted a master account. The publication of the Master Account List is a significant development in the effort to increase transparency around the Federal Reserve's payment systems. It will allow the public to see which firms have access to these critical systems and how they are being used. The list is available on the Federal Reserve's website. Now, Being able to use the Fed's payment systems play an important role in the smooth functioning of the U.S. economy. They allow businesses and consumers to send and receive money quickly and efficiently, which helps support economic growth. Now, the Federal Reserve currently have the following payment systems. Uh, They have something called Fedwire, which is a real-time gross settlement system that allows financial institutions to transfer funds between their accounts at the Federal Reserve. Fedwire is used for high value, time-sensitive payments such as wire transfers. Uh, there's also something called the Automated Clearing House or ACH, which you've probably seen. Now it's a batch processing system that allows financial institutions to exchange debit and credit entries between their accounts. The ACH is used for a variety of payments such as direct deposits, direct debits and recurring payments. There's also something called CHAN, which is the Clearinghouse ACH Network. And this is a private sector uh, network that competes with the Federal Reserve's ACH system. Now, CHAN is used by a variety of financial institutions, including banks, credit unions, and payment processors. And then there's something that will happen called the Fed Now Service and it's gonna be a new real-time payment system that will allow financial institutions to send and receive payments instantly. The FedNow service is expected to launch later this year or sometime in 2024. In addition to these payment systems, the Federal Reserve also provides a variety of other services to facilitate the movement of money, such as check clearing and money transfers, these services help to ensure that the US financial system is efficient and reliable. Here are some reasons I think making the lists public is a good thing. Going back to the baseball analogy, with both baseball player rosters and the master account list being public, they provide transparency about who is involved in the respective activities. This allows fans and the public to see who is playing on a team, or who has access to the Federal Reserve's payment systems. This can help build trust, accountability, and engagement. Baseball player rosters and the master account list being publicly available can help to hold individuals and organizations accountable for their actions. For example, if a player is caught cheating, their name will be removed from the roster. Similarly, If a financial institution is caught engaging in illegal activity, their master account may be revoked. Both baseball players' rosters and the master account list help to ensure fairness in the respective activities. For example, if a team is allowed to hide its roster from the public, it could give them an unfair advantage. Similarly, if a financial institution is allowed to operate without oversight, it could pose a risk to the financial system. Furthermore, the release of the list could encourage more firms to apply for master accounts, which could lead to increased competition in the payments industry. This could benefit consumers by driving down fees and improving service. The release of the list could help to identify potential risks And vulnerabilities in the system. This could help the Fed to take steps to mitigate these risks and protect the system. Providing transparency is a wonderful thing. It allows the general public the opportunity to crowdsource potential improvements to our financial system. After all, we are living in a democracy and we should be utilizing all of our bright minds to come up with solutions to mitigate any potential fraud by making this list public. Just like how crowdsourcing from the general public has the potential to improve our payment system, crowd investing has the potential to improve our financial system. Now currently, big banks, powerful corporations, and the super rich are the ones who are deciding who gets funds who gets loans, and which companies uh, receive uh, venture capital. And this is because uh, these, these institutions and the wealthy are allowed to invest in something called the private market. Now, the general public has access to the stock market, which is also called the public market, uh, but these companies are already established. Uh, we don't get an opportunity to shape how new companies are formed. That's all. That's all going on in the private market, and uh, un- unfortunately, uh, the the institutions and uh, a few wealthy people they're they're only focused on short-term uh, profits. You know, in- increasing uh, their quarterly profits, uh, and this this has devastating uh, consequences on the people. And the people, we, don't, we haven't had a say in how companies get formed until recently. Now, back in 2015 and 2016, new laws were put into place allowing the general public access to the private market via crowd investing. Now, for the first time, uh, the general public can have a say in who gets a loan, who receives venture capital, and which projects and companies receive needed funding? Uh, in in the past small businesses uh, couldn't receive funding from the general public and, and it was too expensive for them to seek out uh, funding f- uh, from uh, the, these corporations. And, and oftentimes they didn't want to deal with the small businesses. And so there is this real need, there's a real need uh, to, to fund small businesses, community organizations, and social enterprises. Now, We can do that, we can fund these these companies. We we can fund small businesses and we can now uh, earn a return on our our investment dollar from it as well. Uh, Now, I'm a fiduciary, meaning that I am legally and ethically bound to look out for my client's best financial interest. Now, I I wanna say that investing uh, in the stock market really isn't in your best financial interest. Um, And uh, there was a paper that was recently put out uh, earlier this year uh, from McKenzie and Company showing uh, the returns of the stock market are declining and uh, institutional investors, accredited investors are leaving the public market for the higher returns of the private market. Uh, now the the private market is riskier. It does have higher returns, but it's riskier. And here's the beautiful thing uh, with crowd investing. Uh, and they, there are low minimum investment requirements. So instead of you know a handful of uh, wealthy people uh, funding you know uh, a, a million dollar investment, you know 10 uh, you know uh, 10, uh, wealthy people uh, putting up a hundred K each, or you know, institutions to fund a project. Well, now ten thousand um, uh, people of the general public can fund the same million dollar uh, project with only a hundred dollars each. Uh, so this has really shifted the game. Now there are investment minimum requirements as little as ten dollars, and so this uh, mitigates the risk. Uh, the risky nature of the private market it it allows the general public to get incredibly diversified you know if if you're if you have a thousand dollars to invest you could be diversified in a hundred different uh projects loans and and startup companies and business ventures and it's a way not only that to to shape our future economy to not just Uh, Have to create companies that are focused on the short-term gains of of just increasing their quarterly profits. But instead we can uh, participate in creating companies that look out for all stakeholders and not just shareholders. Now a stakeholder is uh, anyone who has an interest in the success of a business. So this can be the company's uh, employees and customers. Uh, there are suppliers and vendors, uh, the company's investors and shareholders, uh, the community the company operates in, the environment uh, the company is in, um, and uh, it 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 having uh, being looking out for all stakeholders is a long-term approach, and it. it it, it it values uh, uh, the longevity of a company, and not just the short term gains, and and this and having a pressure to increase quarterly profits, and and committing uh, unethical um, acts. Because of that pressure, well, it doesn't exist, and and that has negative negative consequences. Not just you know on the the company's success, but also it damages our environment. It it's making the rich getting richer, and the rest of us you know just stuck in the same place. So. Crowd investing is really, this is a unique time in history where the general public now can have a say in how our economy is shaped for future generations. My name is Paul Lovejoy. I am a crowd investor and I see you are one too. If you'd like to know how to fix our broken financial system legally, ethically, and without confrontation, go to stakeholderenterprise.com.